Hello all, welcome to yet another edition of HRTech.sg's Tech Talks, where we focus on engaging with HR and HR tech subject matter experts to unearth trends and insights in the realm of HR tech. Today, we are extremely happy to host Tim McCartney, who is the Senior Vice President Asia Pacific at Coach Hub. And prior to Coach Hub, he has led, shaped, and transformed teams at top-tier firms such as Conferry, Global Data, miller Hammond Group, and CEB, now Gartner. Welcome, Tim, and thank you for being on our show today. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here. Fantastic. Uh, the last two years has been quite a roller coaster for many businesses globally. I wanted to ask you, what are the key business and also talent challenges that your clients have been facing? Jerem, I agree. I think the last two years have been tough uh, on individuals and especially on businesses. And I think that business leaders have responded as best they can, you know, with the need to prioritize problems that were actually already stemming before the pandemic, like delivering a great employee experience or building an inclusive and diverse workforce, succession planning, preparing for leadership transitions and so on. That's demanding a focus on wellness, well-being, mental health, driving resilience in people. People want to work in an environment that's purpose-driven, that's respectful, that's more human. And this causes a real challenge for organizations who perhaps aren't set up that way today. Yeah, companies have to invest in uh, developing their talent, right? So talent development as a function is really gaining a lot of prominence. But... Uh, what we notice is a lot of companies hesitate to invest in talent development, hesitate to invest in coaching, hmm. which is an important concept. Why do you think this is happening? Why are companies not investing in talent development and coaching? Well, I would actually say that organizations are investing in talent development because people are an organization's greatest asset. Um, however, that investment is entirely predictable and traditional. So it's through training and development. Um, and there's been an explosion of new tech, which has helped to enable learning, but it's really presenting a problem. And that problem is choice, right? So we're presented with so much information. It's like having Netflix, right? How many of us are sitting at home each night with our wives trying to work out what are we going to watch tonight? And that is absolutely not what we want a training and development experience to feel like. And then when you com combine access to learning or training with... Um, long-standing research from Ebbinghaus on the forgetful curve, we know that 80% of what you're taught in a classroom or in a learning environment is lost within two weeks. People need an individualized approach and traditional means like mentoring or counseling, they have a very tell approach versus a help approach. So a mentee, a mentor tells their mentee, this is what you should do. This is how you should think. This is how you should feel. We at Coach Hub really believe that coaching helps individuals grow as a person and can help you inspire as a leader. And through our platform, we can deliver this in a much more scalable way to all levels of an organization, including individual contributors. It's a, it's a platform approach. It's digitally focused. And it really has the ability to democratize access to the population, the people population, which can deliver the greatest impact. Fantastic. I mean, 80% of what you learn in a classroom is lost within two weeks is, is really mind-boggling. Uh, so what are the key trends that you're witnessing in the workplace that you think are going to be a game changer for faster adoption of digital coaching? 
Yeah, so Sriram, I think it's a really around responding to the business challenges that are out there today and thinking about the use cases for digital coaching. So diversity, right? Um, millions of people speaking over a thousand different languages and dialects. And so from a diversity point of view, we need to respect uh, that each culture has a different reaction. Um, we need to be tailored and relevant in the workplace in terms of uh, managing and working through that. And so a coach can really help an individual um, be aware of their strengths and development goals in supporting an integrated approach. Right. First time management, really key use case for us with many, many organizations globally. Traditional L&D approaches don't really go into the manner of helping people apply what they've learned on the job enough. So if you can consider having a, a go-to, a coach who's always sort of challenging what you're doing and helping you think about what is the right approach, it's a really simple use case to, to have someone to go to every couple of weeks and share some of your, your concerns. We see the same sort of use cases in leadership, um, helping to inspire women uh, who currently make up 15% of the executive force, but they're 50% of university grad graduates. So how do we promote women into leadership roles, make, make them feel um, comfortable and accountable, build resilience at being in an organization that's trained large workforces and mindset, having a mindset to be successful, having resilience, um, having goals setting, et cetera. These are things that a coach can work with you and really drive the greater good across that entire sales workforce. Fantastic. Werner Meyer said diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. And, you know, <laughs> Jeff Hutchinson added to it. He said equity is having an accessibility, accessibility ramp to the door where the dance is happening and belonging is deciding the music for the party. So uh, it's not just diversity, as you rightly mentioned, it's diversity, equity, inclusivity, and belonging. And uh, that is where um, the aspects like digital coaching really help um, uh, companies, right? And also one of the key aspects that I realize is um, it can help employees apply the learning on the job, which is very, very critical. Uh, in the current context, when people are working remotely in a hybrid environment, it really helps. I agree. I agree. And think of a manager and they have the opportunity to sort of talk about their challenges, what they're trying to work through. But then between some of those coaching examples, have access to learning, um, activities, perhaps a TED talk to listen to, for example. Those things help to embed some of the activities across that period of time so they can see results. That's what we're looking for. Fantastic. Okay. So the important aspect then we come to is, right, how do you help your client HR teams get buy-in from the leadership for the investment in digital coaching? Yeah, so first, I think we really do need to help organizations um, rejig and reconsider how they get best bang for their buck. Right? There's a lot of budget on L&D and transformation in organizations, but much of this is wasted. And that's from institutions like Duke and McKinsey. It's wasted because there's a disconnect between what the training is supposed to, is supposed to achieve and what plays out in real life. So we create a very hands-on approach at Coach Hub. Um, we have layered customer success and client experience teams from day one. So we work with L&D and HR uh, clients to avoid leaving anything to chance. We have teams across APAC in every country, every major country who partner hand in hand to ensure that the program will launch successfully and be as successful as humanly possible across the period. And importantly, as you mentioned, we engage the leadership with data. So we're a tech-first platform. Um, we have access to great information, real-time, dynamic, real-time dashboards 
that shows engagement levels, it shows coach session consumption rates, it shows an NPS after each of the sessions around how effective that has been and do I trust my coach. Um, it creates a, a vision of aggregate skills and behaviours that we can be addressing and resolving across the organisation. So, you know, in, in answer, we really help organisations think about what is the ROI on this investment from the impact on the person, the individual, the impact on the team, what kind of performance that's driving, and then organisationally, the benefits to the organisation as a whole. I quite like that aspect, Tim, when you mentioned that your client has actually used uh, Coach Hub as a as a part of the benefits rather than just mm-hmm. as an L&D tool. So that mm-hmm. makes it intrinsic to the organization's culture, right? And makes it available for everyone. And not yeah. just that, I think the uh, deployment of the customer success teams uh, right from day one and also having real-time dashboards and analytics, which is which is not something we really see in L&D tools, right? But mm-hmm. having that uh, as part of the Coach Hub platform is definitely uh, going to be a great game changer for the HR teams in presenting the ROI for learning and development. Exactly. I mean, our mission is to democratize coaching and we really mean that. So at all levels of an organization across the globe, we want to know that everyone has access to a coach to better themselves. Um, and so that's really our mission. Fantastic. So which which brings us to the, uh, the next question, right? Uh, what, how do you visualize the post-pandemic workplace to be? Um, you know, when we are uh, talking about uh, globally, mm. the pandemic definitely seems to be on the waning side of it. But so what would what do you think is the post-pandemic workplace going to look like? The post-pandemic workforce will be values-driven. Employees want to be heard, appreciated. They want an environment that feels honest. Um, it will be entirely flexible, collaborative. There won't be any of these lone wolves or sharks out there. There won't be silos of teams doing independent things. That links to flatter hierarchies, so allows for more transparent discussions, faster decision-making across an organisation. I think in summary, this authentic energy comes across. Like Everybody can see your energy, your positive mindset. They get drawn to you. They want to work for you. They want to work with you for a long time, um, and they want to feel like they are invested in in doing so. Fantastic. Um, One of the aspects that I really wanted to ask you uh, when we talk about analytics and dashboards is the need for the HR teams and the CHROs to be very, very tech-centric, have a data-driven approach. Um, Mm. The CEOs no more want the CHROs to have gut-based decision-making. They want a data-driven decision-making, right? Mm how do we encourage HR teams to be more data-driven and tech-savvy? It's a big challenge out there in the world. And, you know, there's a reason why we're seeing a rise of HR data analytics teams. Josh Burson writes about this. I think uh, it's, a great, it's a great progress for the HR function overall. Yet we layer on a re- what we know about tran- transformations from McKinsey is that just 30% of any transformation is successful. of those fail. That's really significant. But break that down, there's about three components to any kind of change that's out there. There's an organizational design component, structures, processes, what do we need to do? There is certainly technology, which is a big part of that process. It's an enabler, right? And then the third component there is people, culture and workforce plans. And where do we seem to be going wrong? Um, Well, the the research suggests it's all around this people component, right? So whilst there is a lot of data out there, Whilst there is technology we're driving there, 
really the role of HR teams should be looking to help change people's mindsets to be moving away from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, to help be appreciative and respectful of change, to prepare for change, um, to create an organization that's digitally dexterous, that's ready for the transformation that we're all going on. Fantastic. Uh, So when we talk to our clients, uh, Tim, one of the aspects that we talk about is digital transformation is not just about technology. You got four components to it. Mindset, skills, processes, and technology, right? And I think you really nailed it when you said that um, we need to start with the mindset. How do we bring in a digital mindset, uh, not just in individuals, but across teams and the entire leadership? It has to flow from the top. So I think uh, you really uh, emphasize on the aspect that you have your org design, you have technology, you have the people, but I think you need to have people right up front. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, that brings us to the last question um, of the discussion today, uh, Tim. You know, one of the key aspects is, as you rightly mentioned, enterprises of all sizes are embarking on their digital HR journey. There are various points. Some of them are floundering. Some of them are doing well, but they are at varying stages, right? There are a lot of uh, uh, enterprises which are still at the starting point, right? What would you tell such enterprises who are looking to embark on this journey And do you have any insights? Do you have any advice for those who are already progressing in the journey? So being open-minded is really important. And it would surprise me if there weren't, if there wasn't an organization out there right now who doesn't have to think that way as we're considering return to work, hybrid workforces, remote hiring, the traditional means of HR is really being thrown on its head. So we must be open-minded. Um, we must understand what we're resisting. So what are, what's the bottleneck in an organization? Where are the problems? How do we plan for those? How do we get ahead? We need to plan for the future, not just for today, because fundamentally, we're likely already behind, right? We know people will be leaving. We know that people are scouting different opportunities there. The role of an enterprise organization right now is to build the best environment for their people to thrive and get the greatest results and invest in those people. Um, I considered a testimonial we have from one of our large global clients, JTI, the head of L&D there, Juliana, said that her advice to organizations out there looking to improve their performance is don't sit still. Stop waiting for the perfect time. It'll never come. You need to start moving ahead. So I encourage all organizations to keep that mindset today. Fantastic. Don't sit still. Just make the first move. And and for that, obviously, as you rightly mentioned, you really need to have an open-minded, agile mindset approach, uh, which you have been emphasizing throughout the discussion. Uh, Tim, that was a really insightful discussion. Uh, Thank you very much for being in our uh, Tech Talks show. And we look forward to hosting you again soon. Thank you so much, Aram. Great to spend some time with you.